And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the Black and Blue Pod. This time, I'm with Jack Herberger. We're going to be doing some hip-hop news, going to be covering a lot that has transpired over the last few weeks uh, since we've been away. Uh, two notable releases so far that we're going to cover here most recently. Tyler, the Creator, drops arguably his best album. We're going to be talking about that. Call Me If You Get Lost. Ski Master Slump God returns. It's been like three years since he dropped a project. He released Sin City, Sin City the mixtape, uh, nine-track EP-ish slash mixtape, like I said. And also Lil Uzi possibly messing up the rest of his career. We're going to be talking about that. That's a whole big mess. Uh, but let's just jump right into these two releases. Uh, first of all, uh, like I said, Tyler, the creator, call me if you get lost. Really, like, no one was really expecting this project, I feel like. It, it was kind of a surprise drop leading up until he actually drops it. And 16 songs. It's kind of like that grimy, like, dad piff mixtape era, which is why he brings in DJ drama throughout the whole mixtape, you know, doing the classic shout-outs uh, throughout the tape. And just awesome. Awesome, awesome. Uh Results from Tyler, the creator, his production skills, probably the one of the best producers on the planet right now. And this was kind of like, in my opinion, this was his off season. This was Tyler talking his shit and letting you know that like, I can still spit, I can still produce, and I can still bring to you a masterpiece of an album that appeals to the hip hop core fan base. And you can still bring in some of the mainstream uh, like fans, I guess you could say. So overall, great project. I was really, it broke my heart to, Tyler said at a show um, that ASAP Rocky was supposed to be on Corso, the second track. <sighs> Rocky, Rocky, on, Rocky guy, come on, Rocky. I know, on, I know, I know you with Rihanna. I know that can be distracting. <laughs> I know you may not in, in the studio as much as you normally are, but Rocky, come on, man. Bro code. But uh, anyway, really enjoyed it. Um yeah, just my quick thoughts. And again, this this showed to me that lyricism still matters. You can still have great production that can get you only so far, but people are going to remember you for what you're saying, what you're spitting. And that's why um, this project was so successful, in my opinion. It's projected to sell, I think, 185,000 units first week, which is a great win in the, in the streaming era. So great project, great results. And overall, it's going to be timeless. And Tyler talking to shit is hilarious to me. But that those are just my quick thoughts. Jack, what did you think about this project as a uh, Tyler fan? Yeah, yeah. As you said, like, it was kind of like, we didn't know about it until, like, I think it was, like, two weeks, maybe a week before he started posting things about it. And then all of a sudden, we got it on Friday. And uh, a lot of people were expecting, like, the classic, like, Flowerborn, Igor, Sing Songy. But he didn't do that. He went back to his roots. He went back to the cherry bomb days, the wolf days, the goblin days, and just was spitting. And I think, yeah, like you said, like the combination of Tyler and DJ drama producing just was off. The features were also amazing. Yeah. Production was really good. Uh, Lil Wayne went off. I think that track was the best with Tyler and Lil Wayne. The beat went crazy oh, and yeah. they both, they both went hard. Um, he even made NBA young boy sound good, which is just Bro, like, that's was, in itself like is an accomplishment. Th- yeah, this was like the first time in my life where I was like, wow, young boy, really yeah. like just getting at it. And you don't like, to, in my opinion, he ruined Band-Aid with Juice World. I did not need that feature in yeah. my life. Um, yeah. And 
yeah, he's just he was good. And this was the first time yeah. I was like, damn, young boy really showing out like why he's one of the, the top streaming artists, at least on YouTube. Yeah, I couldn't help but think like Tyler had something to do with that feature. Like he oh, I feel yeah. like he was giving him instruction totally. And hopefully young boy like brings that out with like his tracks in the future, because that like I usually I really don't like young boy, like his music, mm-hmm. his solo stuff and his features and all the tracks. But like I really liked his feature on this one. Yeah, same. And I think you mm-hmm. need that studio mix where um, you can have someone that says like, hey, don't try this way. Try this way. Try saying mm-hmm. it like this. Maybe try harmonizing a little bit here just to kind of see it where that leads. And I, in my opinion, like when you get a lot of these projects, it's it feels like in the studio when they're making this, there's too many people that are like, oh, yeah, that's good. Oh yeah, that's yeah. fire. And then artist exactly. is like, all right, I got that track done and out of the way. It's like, no, try and yeah. get yourself out of that box. And the rollout was really strange because I didn't even realize that like Tyler was even thinking about dropping. I thought Lumberjack was just kind of like a one-off single, kind of like yeah. building up something, but not really until towards the end of the summer, maybe. And mm. then I saw on Apple Music the cover art for wolf i think it was wolf and um and cherry bomb changed like they changed the cover art yeah i was like okay there's no way that they just randomly did this or some hacker did this shit like Mm. they definitely this was definitely a planned move by tyler to create some buzz and try and create some interest and then he just drops this masterpiece and i don't know how you feel about this but like i think we're kind of similar as fans like i said lyricism still matters people people like i get it a song can be hard like a song can be great for its production and the beat can have you going but what sticks in your head is what the artist is saying like that's Mm -hmm. to me that's that's first and foremost and that may be i may be in the minority in that but whenever i hear people say like oh yeah this song's hard this song goes hard and they kind of let that go after after it releases but like you see that with with the off season off season almost sells 300k like mm. no artist does that now almost no one yeah and that's where i'm at and i'm like thank god lyricism still matters lyricism still sells and that and i hope that hope that this brings like kind of a more like underground sound a little bit kind of like what griselda was doing but more like not just talking about like being at the trap house because i can't relate yeah. to that but just yeah. kind of pushing yourself more and more to where you're just coming up with rhymes and coming up the best way to like, or most creative way, I should say, to express what you're talking about. But Yeah, to tell a story. And that's exactly. that's the thing I've always loved about Tyler. Like, you listen to his old albums, they may not seem like, it might just seem like each track is different, but the entire album goes through an entire story. And like this one, Call Me If You Get Lost, like a whole story about like he, how he fell in love with like his friend's girlfriend and how he had to go through all that drama and how like he felt like a shit bag for like stealing this girl away from his friend. And then like, but also like he didn't care because he was more in love with the girl than he wanted to be friends with like his friend. And it was like a whole, if you go through, I mean, Wilshire is like, I think it's almost a nine minute track of him just straight rapping over the same beat, like telling a progressive story what's going on. I feel like a lot of people don't do that anymore. Um, no, no, for yeah. sure. Like whenever you see, like that's why does like good kid, mad city, fantastic album yeah. kendrick has never dropped like less than a 10 and yeah. sing about me i'm dying of thirst is one of the best songs that i've ever heard as a rap fan where me i'm too. like 
Absolutely. Holy, like you're trans, it's like a movie. You're transported yeah. into this world and you're, you feel like you're in it, whether it's as a bystander or you're directly involved in it. Yeah. And that's what makes, I know this is a really high standard and really outrageous, but like Nas is Illmatic. That's a legendary mm-hmm. album because over 10 tracks, you're transported into what New York City is at the time and what it kind of mm-hmm. still is. And through like, uh, like you're wearing like contact lenses and you're just seeing like HD television. Like it's so, yeah. you're yeah. so transported into that world that it, that's, that's what sticks in your head. That's what mm-hmm. stays in your mind. And like we've talked about, like, I'm not trying to single out Atlanta, but like Atlanta has, I think the most art, like, I'm sorry, but like it has the most artists that kind of rely too much on production. And to me, in mm-hmm. my opinion, like that's why the baby has fallen off hard. Yeah. It compared definitely. to, compared to that first album where he's talking about baby on baby to now he's gone through Kirk. He went through that seven EP um, right after his brother uh, passed away. And now mm-hmm. he's dropped a couple of singles and I know I get masterpiece is a smash hit, but the baby is even losing that star power and I know he can spit, but the production can only get you so far. Like I, yeah. I in my opinion, as a hip hop fan and purist, like you need to do something about that to really elevate your game. Do you have, do you disagree with me? Agree with me? Like, what are your thoughts on that? Cause I'll stop talking. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. I mean, there's a lot of people, like a lot of people like that stuff, but like, I don't know for real hip hop fans. Like they just like, I like that. I like that stuff. I'll listen to it once in a while, but I can't listen to that stuff on repeat. Like, I feel like a lot of these rappers nowadays, they come out with tracks and every track just like sounds basically the same. Like, it's like, there's no story. Uh, The beats are similar. The style is the same. It's like, all right, it's just getting completely repetitive. But um, that's, that's especially why like I'm a big Tyler fan because every album it's like you go through his discography and it goes, it's like, you can see his transitions in his life. Like you can like line up time events in his life with the albums and you yeah. can like see his transition, not only as a rapper, but like as a person and like him growing and stuff. And I think Tyler, as he gets older, he doesn't drop for a while. And when he's working, he's kind of like, he lays low. He doesn't post a lot. He like, you don't, you don't really hear about him when he's not in like his um, promotion for albums or like releasing or anything like that. But like his mindset, he has so much talent. His mindset around it is phenomenal. Like he is completely, he's fearless. He will, I think in the, in the future, he's going to become one of the best rappers and like, like uh, such a figurehead in the rap scene that, um, I'm I'm just excited to see what he holds for the future. No, and like true. he's so he's so in love with what he does that he'll never stop. And I think he'll only get better and only push himself to get better. And I was thinking about like uh like we were talking about earlier with um uh the NBA Youngboy feature, like you're talking about a lot of people, like some some big guy like NBA Youngboy goes in the booth and there's a lot of yes men around. They say, Oh yeah, that's good. They don't they don't yeah. even have the courage to even but Tyler's the perfect person. He doesn't care who you are if he hears something that like oh like that wasn't good he'll tell you even if it's fucking no matter how famous you are he's that type of guy so like he was the perfect person to really get young boy into like the and then what else do I want to say no yeah um, for sure and yeah. like just not sorry to cut you off there but um like I, I like that point you made where each album you can point to a specific time in his life and a similar example of that that stands out to me is Kanye. Like, 
Kanye West from college dropout to really up until, um, what was it? Jesus is King or God is King. Um, you could see even that album, but you could see the different transition and he res he's responding to certain points in his life. Even when you talk about like 808s and Heartbreak, which listening to it now compared to modern music is like, yeah, this is kind of like low quality, but that was an influential album at, an, at a, mm. a really low point in his life. And again, My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, really, really like he was number one most hated person on the planet at that point. And he mm. comes out with that and just gets everyone back on his side. And with Tyler, he almost seems like the right guy to take up that Kanye mantle where he, yeah. can, he can be a versatile rapper and producer. And the thing is, is like Tyler's not leaning on like songwriters or ghostwriters or whatever, for the most part mm -hmm. that we know of. And yeah, I think absolutely not. Definitely not. Yeah. Yeah. So, he's very anti that. So that to me is like, holy shit. Like, are we witnessing the next Kanye? Like, and that to me is wild. I don't know if you agree on that. Like, do you think that could be like Tyler, like Tyler does eventually take that mantle or is he already mm -hmm. taking it? I agree. I think he's definitely moving in that direction. I think it's a little bit different just because like their music is a little bit different, but there's, there's a ton of parallels. Like, like back in the day, Tyler was literally banned from Australia and New Zealand. Like he wasn't allowed yeah. to enter the country because his music, like his old album, they said like it inspires hate. And like, they were like calling like hate speech almost. And he was banned from like multiple countries wow. for his music. And now he's like selling out like humongous concerts in Auckland and Sydney and all this stuff. And it's like the same thing with Kanye, like people hated him and then he gets everyone back on his side and it's just like a perfect progression. I think there's definitely a ton of parallels. Uh, I think we, he could be, it's like, it's almost like Tyler is the Kanye for like the next age group generation, like our age group yeah. generation. Like a lot of guys, and girls like a couple years older than us like five ten years older than us they grew up with kanye and saw that progression even older like 10 years 20 years. and for us it's like we're kind of going through that with tyler so i think I, there's definitely a lot of parallels i think the music is going to be a little bit different but i think there's definitely a lot of parallels for sure i definitely agree there mm -hmm. especially like when you think like college dropout drop, dropped in 2008 like most kids our age were like five six seven yeah. years old so I agree. Like this is when Tyler yeah, yeah. could be that next Kanye. Kanye. And I'm really excited. Like I loved it. I wasn't a huge fan of Igor at first. It like took me mm. a few listens and like months to go by. It's one of those albums you really got to sit on and mm -hmm. a great, great project in, in itself. I don't necessarily am going to go back to that very often, but this mm -hmm. project was like, this just made my inner like 10 year old in me just like scream as a hip hop fan listening to like Nas for the first time, Biggie for the first time. And like all these guys that are just going to throw on these layers and layers of rhymes, punchlines and, you know, entendres. And it was just great project. Uh, loved it all around. And that to mm -hmm. me is like an essence. If you took, if you said like today's hip hop, what, it what's a project is like the essence of hip hop in your opinion, I'd point to call me if you get lost um, or the off season. And that that to me is just like my my definition of real hip hop, and I know other people's definitions are different. Some people are casual. Some people don't really care. But in my yeah. in my opinion, that's where it is. So yeah, All yeah, right. I definitely agree with that. All right, so let's move on. 
talking about Tyler for a while. Um, Ski Master Slump God dropped Sin City, the mixtape, which was kind of like, I'm not going to lie. I was a little disappointed. A, yeah. Ski, Ski Mask hasn't dropped in so long. He dropped Stokely in 2018. Yeah. Um, and he's been hyping up, well, not hyping up, but he was talking about in interviews after he dropped a couple of singles um, that he was going back to his distorted bass sound. And he was going back to like his roots and what brought him and XXX Tassion like up through the, to another stratosphere. And mm-hmm. then he drops this. And to me, it just felt like I respect Ski Mask for, you know, singing a little bit on some of these projects, especially towards the middle, middle like third or so. And mm. he's trying to be more experimental. I respect that. I respect an artist going outside of his or her comfort zone. But yeah, when you haven't when you haven't dropped for so long, I think you need to drop your project and say like, "Hey, I'm back." And then you drop the experimental, and just hold on to that stuff a little bit, just to be like, "Hey, this is what I'm thinking. This is what I'm vibing to." You know, I'm just trying to put this out there, see what's up, and that's showing in the sales. I I don't like how sales are recorded, but either way the sales are the sales as of right now in this model in the mm. music industry and right now he's projected to sell i think between 18 to 20k first week which is a huge huge loss in my opinion for a guy that yeah. a, has gone has gone through so much it's a trauma. lot less than stokely yeah it, it's it, a lot less than stokely yeah. you're right and he needs a win i think he's at the point in his career where like he needs a huge win to really solidify his position just because you're going to have those people that are still on the fence about the SoundCloud era, distorted bass, all that type of stuff. So, mm-hmm. and I think he needs a win right now. And I, I just wish he saved it a little bit more, like saved it after his big album release, but who knows, maybe this, maybe the next project is like, okay, I figured out what works. What does it, I know what to do for my big project that I'm going to drop later this year, hopefully. But mm-hmm. we'll see. But I think for the first drop in three years, kind of disappointing. How did you feel about this project? Yeah, no, I, I agree totally. I was I was pretty disappointed, especially after Stokely. I was really excited to see what he did next. It was I really liked that. Um, there are a couple of tracks that are really good, and I think I know he's trying to get back. Like you said, he's trying to get back to that distorted bass hip hop. But I feel like he he just needed for like after three, like exactly like you said. After three years to come down and release or after a really good album knows what they're doing and knows what the people want to hear because there wasn't like one, it, the whole, I think the entire album except for maybe like a couple of tracks he was like kind of singing on. It was like all just drums and bass. Like there was no melodies. There's no, yeah. I was really, I was really disappointed in the production and he's a really good rapper. He's a really talented rapper, but I think that just kind of killed it. For sure. Um, yeah. Yeah. And it's like, it's just sometimes like some artists are not meant to sing. Like, just don't yeah. sing. Yeah. Like, I get it. You're trying to take a shot in the dark here, but don't sing. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't yeah. need Ski Master Some God singing, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah. That's it. not like, why we listen to him. Yeah. I know. I know. Like, these, it's, it's a big trope. And this may turn into a rant a little bit, but like, artists want to come out and say, like, I'm, I'm a whole different genre. I'm a whole different sound. Y'all haven't heard this mm-hmm. yet. And it's like, really? No, maybe it's just bad. Yeah. Maybe it's just bad music. Only experimentation yeah. can only go so far. And that's where it felt like this album kind of fell. It was like, 
I, I don't need ski mask. I don't need him doing this. Like I need, like, like we talked about on Stokely, like Nuketown, Cat Piss, like some great, great songs. And he can bring, yeah. merge that. Like we talked about merging production yeah. with lyrics. He can do it in a way that's more mainstream and people are used to it rather than just, just the, the kind of like boom bappy other stuff that we like with the J. Cole and Tyler, the creators, et cetera. But mm-hmm. yeah, I just felt like ski mask needed such a win. Like I just, yeah. <sighs> And I yeah. get it. He's been he's been through a lot of trauma emotionally yeah, with. I was reading about that too. Yeah, with X um, passing and and Juice World. Like I get it. He's he's probably like this was probably a huge win for him internally. Just get a project out there after all of this. But as a fan, I I listen to the music. I don't have Ski Mask's phone number and talk to him and know what type of mental space he's in. So I'm going to take this on the mm-hmm. surface and just say like, Ski Mask, please don't sing. You, you did yeah. it. You already done this. I don't need to hear it again. Yeah. Yeah. Like uh, a point to what you were saying about like, everyone's like, Oh, I'm a whole new genre. Like you haven't heard before. It's like that works for some artists that really like they, when they say that they mean it and they are, but a lot of the times the reason you have a fan base is for the music that you've already created. And for like the songs that you've already come out with that people love, and then they go and try and change and do something completely different. And a lot of times it doesn't work out because the fan base is sitting there like, all right, well, I came to you for this aspect of your like artistic per, uh, persona. And then you're coming and you're changing it all. And sometimes it works. It works. It worked with Tyler, for example. Like mm-hmm. he completely changed into like Flower Boy and Eeyore. And then it completely changed back with this new album. And that works for him. But um, I do like I know fan, I know Tyler fans that were like, super upset with this album because they wanted another Igor. They want another sing-songy yeah. track, but I don't know. I don't feel that way. I think a lot of OG Tyler fans don't feel that way, but I think for scheme, going back to scheme ass, it's like, you're right. Like he needed a win. He needed to just come in with some hard production, like on, like on Nuketown. That song was so hard. And then he can spit. I know he can spit. I know he can do it. Oh yeah. Yeah. He even, he even did that LA leakers freestyle. Yeah, like leading up gas. to this project yeah. and i was like all right we got to get some some great rhymes or something and then he drops this and i'm like well this just felt like a fat dookie in my ears like yeah. I, I i didn't i didn't like it and i was just like Ugh, yuck all yeah. right ski mask let's move on let's get that next project rolling out soon so that yeah. i can forget this <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. i agree all right so uh last few things here big little uzi vert situation like yeah bad we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna try and put as many insurance policies as possible so if you hear a lot of allegedly reportedly that's why um so i'm gonna start this was all reported by tmz tmz did all the reporting that i found uh so don't come at me for misinformation or some alex jones type shit uh so louisie vert allegedly this is all on friday recording this on sunday all that this past friday Lil Uzi confronts St. John in a cafe in West Hollywood, reportedly over the fact that St. John was meeting with Uzi's ex, Brittany Bird. Uh, allegedly, it was like a business. They were talking about a business project or something. Uzi allegedly pulls up on the cafe, gets in St. John's chest and starts stepping up. He tries to swing at St. John, misses, which is probably most humiliating moment a man can have and then his gun falls out so he may have had it tucked away in his waistband or something like that so the gun falls out Brittany Bird sees it 
and confronts Uzi. He tries to step up to him and say like, "Hey, let's like let's chill, probably." And then Uzi allegedly, again allegedly, reportedly, all the insurance policies, pushed the gun into her stomach and then like struck her. And now it's been updated that as of Saturday, Brittany Bird is, you know, filing a police report a few hours later, and she may get um, looked at the hospitals very soon. So we're still kind of waiting to get posted up on that. And this is just a whole, whole mess for Uzi. This is like, obviously, domestic violence. Um, and actually, I forgot, Jack sent me this before we started recording. The rap account on Instagram uh, reported that Brittany Bird is in the hospital. And so we'll see if like any photos come out of bruising or markings or anything like that. And I don't, as an Uzi fan, I don't want this to be true, but it, it's looking more and more like it is true. And it's just heartbreaking because Uzi's gearing up for Forever Young, Love is Rage 3, whatever the next project is going to be. And, you know, we've been getting hints that he's kind of going back to the Love is Rage original and uh, some of his earlier projects, that type of sound. And, you know, Molly Rawl and uh, Cannon are back in producing, executive producing and stuff like that. So it was like a lot of positivity coming around the Uzi camp. And then this shit happens. And it's like, how dumb do you have to be? You are a little Uzi Vert. You, you are you are one of the upper echelon artists, mainstream artists. You have probably money coming out of your butt. Like, who cares if St. John is meeting with your ex? Who cares? Like, I get it, bro, bro code's a thing. But, like, drop St. John. Drop his number, drop everything, and just, like, move on with your life. Like, yeah. I don't understand the need to pull up, let alone with a firearm, allegedly, that that whole thing why people like Lil Uzi Vert they should just never be carrying he has so many security people yeah. that can carry as many guns as they want like if you're a big you just want to stay out of I mean first of all what he did was absolutely wrong and it sucks because when we're fans like just because we're fans means we can't deny like that he did something that was blatantly wrong and not okay you know yeah and it sucks because like he did that. Like we, like people look up to him, kids look up to him, all that stuff. And then this comes out and it's like, damn, that's fucked up. Like he, like that, no one can do that. And let alone little Uzi. And I feel like people are going to start being like, Oh, free Uzi and stuff. And as much as like, I like Uzi, I'm an Uzi fan. Like, it's just not okay. You know? No, it's, it's, I agree. It's, so, def it's, it's definitely not okay. And it's when, especially when Uzi's had like songs that in, in my life have like personally saved me from like bad spots especially when you have like on love is rage Two, the way life goes and he has those songs where you can just like jam out and just forget everything like uh top obviously being a big one um do what i want erase your social like he's had iconic songs of this era of the last half decade and he just does this shit and it's like how dumb how stupid do mm -hmm. you have to be no one on his security team was like hey uzi chill out like just stay at the crib like this will all yeah. blow over. No, instead, Uzi was just like, nah, drive me to this spot. I'm going to do this. And it's like, what? 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 Yeah. You, you idiot. Like, you're one of the biggest artists ever to come out this decade. Just leave it alone. It's not worth your yeah. time. Don't fucking it's do not. it. And it's like, back to, and this is why Tory Lanez 
again, another dumbass who shot Megan the Stallion. It's pretty clear he shot her in the foot, at least. What you were Literally. riding, you were the like quarantine guy. Like quarantine radio was hot. You were dropping projects that were fire. Toronto three was awesome, awesome project. And then he he shot Megan the Stallion. It's like what the what what is the thought process? What is the thought process? Is your ego so massive that you think that you have to pull up with guns and do this type of shit to intimidate people? It's like it's so stupid. It's so stupid. It is. I can't, I can't even. I still can't even fathom that whole thing. And not only like, like it, it was Megan the Stallion, like, <laughs> like know. not even like a girlfriend. It was like it was like another humongous artist. The like, biggest, I, I, yeah, the biggest female artist on the planet. Yeah, I agree. I don't understand why they feel the need to like. It's like they have something to prove that like they have all this fame, or whatever. They have to be like a macho man. They have to, and it's like they're stuck in like this toxic thing and i don't know and they make these stupid decisions and it's just so stupid and it's, it's ridiculous and if they and if they fuck their career it's it's on them it's on no one else but them like yeah that is their fault whatever happens to them is on them it's you're right and it's i i get it these these artists come from terrible circumstances and I'm sure the psychological effects are crazy, but like, this is why you need support pe- people that will have a good support system and keep you in check and be like, yo, no, this is a bad idea. Something is going to go horribly wrong. Like this is terrible that none of nothing good come out could come out of this. And like, especially with Uzi, he's probably got more security than most because to be honest, you're not, he ain't a big dude. It's not like he's a linebacker. He's yeah. yeah. He's pretty small. And it's like, if you're a security guard, how are you just like, uh, like you're just gonna let that play? Like I'd rather, I get it, your job may be on the line, but I'd rather be like, no, this is a terrible situation, Uzi. You're gonna fuck up. You're gonna do something horrible is gonna come out of this, and actually speak up and live with that decision rather than just, oh yeah, I'm gonna roll with this and see what happens. Like nothing bad could come out of this. Like no, yeah, that's it's insane. Like yeah, it uh, blows my mind. So like. That begs the question, will Uzi's career ever get back on track if this does if this does turn out to be true, as it seems to be, but innocent until proven guilty? Until this remains to be true, to be proven true, I should say, does this fuck up Uzi's career the rest of the way? I think the one of the fucked up things about America is that at the end of the day, some people just don't care. Like, it's pretty yeah. fucked up but some people don't care like who uh i'm trying to think of an example right now like um bill cosby like r kelly like people people yeah bill cosby yeah jesus christ that's that's big news bill cosby just walking like r kelly like people still love yeah just what that's just wild to me i think it was something like over 60 women came forward you know what that's a that's a road we don't want to go down and yeah stick let's stick to where we are Yeah, yeah yeah R. Kelly, anyway, R. Like Kelly's people, a better example because he's an actual artist. Yeah, and people still love R. Kelly. And, like, no matter what he did, people will still love him. So I feel like this won't be a career-ender. Maybe, I don't I don't know if it, maybe it should, but, like, I don't feel like it would because there are Uzi fans who just don't give a shit. Like, he could murder, like, 10 people, and they're probably like, oh, he came out with a new album, let's go, and, like, blast <laughs> music, you know? 
Yeah, and it's like it's that weird dilemma as fans where you got to figure out: Do I rock with this, or do I, you know, not try and encourage this type of behavior? And who knows? Maybe I hope something works out. My prediction is, like you said, there's going to yeah. be a section of fans that will ride or die with Uzi. And my gut feeling deep down says that like he's going to be fine because enough time is going to go going to pass. And now like Tory Lanez is collab collab with the baby recently. And it's like, if he can do that and bounce back from this, I think Uzi's situation, unfortunately, again, unfortunately, I don't think it should. Mm -hmm. I think justice should be administered, but Mm -hmm. unfortunately how this country works, people are going to forget it or just wash over it and just say, Hey, I like the music. I like, I don't necessarily condone what he said, but I like the music. And I think, that's just the way it's going to play out, unfortunately, again. Yeah. Yeah. Which is a weird thing because then, like, it's like, he, then, like, it's, like, reinforcing his behavior. Even though the fans might not mean this, oh, I just like this music, then he's making money off of it, and then he gets more fame. I don't know. Yeah, it's a weird, it's a weird line. Yeah, and like, as a fan, I've had this dilemma where I'm, like, artists are getting, for streaming, artists are getting less than a penny, like, and I, I get from a fan's perspective to play devil's advocate that what am I going to do? What is me listening to this song a few times going to change about his financial status? Like, it's almost yeah. like you have that machine that's unstoppable. Yeah. And so it's a weird dilemma. It's, it's a strange dilemma. Um, and unfortunately, like we talked about, I think it's going to be fine. And unfortunately I think it's going to be okay in the end. Um, mm-hmm. Last, last couple of things here uh polo g his album hall of fame earned gold uh this past week kind of thought this album was a little disappointing from polo g especially when he's saying like this is my masterpiece and he's hyping himself up so much again kind of like we talked about with the ski mask project mm-hmm. and he releases this and i'm like I'm, I'm not necessarily hearing anything that's different or that's so like oh polo g took another huge step here yeah. but I, I don't know. Did you feel the same way? Yeah, no, I agree. I think it was the same thing with CMS. Uh It was like, it, it just seemed, yeah, it just seemed like there wasn't anything different since his last album. So like to, to hype it up and everything, it just, it's just a letdown when you actually hear it and you're like, all right, well, I didn't see anything spectacular, hear anything spectacular and didn't hear any changes at all, actually. So especially when it's, it's hard when people of fame exactly yeah yeah but um yeah just quick i mean congratulations to polo g i mean he's one of those first number one single with rap star uh leading up to this project and can't Mm -hmm. he's he's just he's a megastar he's a megastar now and he's getting climbing uh closer and closer to the top Uh, Mm um but who knows who knows now he's got to prove it again on the next project unfortunately um So last thing, we're about halfway through, um, halfway through the year. Top five albums of the year so far. Do you, do you, do you want to do this or kind of wait and see how the um, year progresses? Because we wanna wait and see. I mean, I'll give you like my top, my top couple. I haven't, I haven't really thought too much about it, but so far, ones that are definitely candidates as of right now i don't know the ranking i don't know if it's even five but definitely call me if you get lost yeah that's I think definitely a lot of people up there. agree with that 
definitely yeah definitely um oh my god the makami album yeah uh yeah definitely the makami album uh there's something else there was a uh an alchemist an earl sweatshirt and I don't even know Pink Seafood Project that came out that I like a lot. I don't. I don't think it's top five. Definitely not. But it was one of like my favorites so far that's dropped. Um, I don't know. What about you? Like for me, um, off season by J Cole's up there. Mm-hmm. Call me if you get lost. Um, I don't. For some reason, I don't know if I'm willing to put the Mock Homie album in there. Like it's definitely like it's definitely in that six or five range, but. I, I just don't know just for replay value. Um, mm. Culture three is definitely in that conversation. Um, and I, I'm, I'm really split on this little Dirk little baby album because like, it's mm. obviously, it's obviously not meant for me, but it's still like a really good project, but I was still somehow disappointed. Like I was expecting more again from a lyrical perspective from guys like Lil Dirk and Lil Baby that uh, put themselves out there as a voice of the voice of the voiceless and all that type of stuff. So how does that, like, I, I felt like they ride, they let the production ride too much. Um, but yeah, I, I think we're, we'll, we'll, we'll wait and see just because Drake, Drake still has to drop. Kendrick still yeah. has to drop. Yeah. Uh, ho- hopefully, please, Kendrick. Please, for the love of God. Yeah. I don't know. They're uh, fine. JID. JID. Who? Isaiah Rashad's supposed to drop. That's true. He, yeah. Spillage Village yeah, and JID. Mm-hmm. So, we'll see. We we got a couple like top three. We got we got a good top three. Yeah. But um. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that does it, Jack. Thank you for coming on the show. Really appreciate yeah, thank it. Ha- thank you for having me. Again. Uh, thank you. Thank you, sir. Uh, catch us all um, on our social media channels, YouTube, do the whole nine yards. Uh, and yeah, that's about it. We'll catch you all in the next next episode. Thank you for tuning in. So we'll see you around.